My name is Casey. I'm one of the pastors here at New City Church. Uh, I know we have uh, quite a crowd this morning. I tell you what, um, we had some folks that were having trouble finding a seat. Everybody good now? We're good? Uh, we needed a, We had to make a couple of rows back in the back, so thank you guys for being patient with us uh, as we were figuring that out. So, uh, man, wonderful to see everybody again. Full first service, full second service. You guys are maniacal, and I like it. This is this is kind of cool. So if I haven't met you yet, um, I know we've got some new faces. We had a bunch of new faces last week. Got a lot of new faces this week. I got to have a great conversation with a guy. I messed his name up, and he was so gracious to me. And I was like, hey, what's my name? And he said, Chad. I'm like, all oh, right, you know. I'm like, yes, I love that, man. So thank you, brother. I got you. Got you in the back. We we, we tight, baby, now. We're like family, man. It's so cool. But um. You know, so we've got a lot of new faces, guys. Be patient with us. We're trying to learn everybody's names and, and that kind of thing. So if you would, please, here's what I would like you to do. Uh, I would love for everybody, uh, please fill out a Connect card. That means we're going to have a bunch of them we're going to have to go through. But here's the issue that I'm finding out as we're signing these papers. By the way, uh, sign your name to the roll. We are taking roll for this series called Devoted. We're asking everybody to commit for seven, for seven weeks in a row. And uh, if you do that, we're going to have a party or something like that. There's going to be something really cool. And I'm going to be here every, every week, so I want to party with you, okay? So if I, don't, if I don't make it, if I get sick or something like that, you'll be like, no, sorry, pal, you can't come to the party. So whatever that's going to look like. But um, we do want to have that. But here's the issue. I'm, I'm emailing uh, everybody that has been like, like keeping perfect attendance, that kind of thing, for these seven weeks. And some of the emails are not, get, like I'm getting stuff back or uh, people are not getting them. They Oh shoot! I forgot to tell you. I got I, I, my email got changed, or I changed jobs, or whatever that is. So for whatever reason, if you could put your pertinent information, like your name, um, you know, your address, your uh, email, phone number, that kind of thing, so we could reach you. I sent out some thank you cards to some folks, uh, first time givers, and that kind of thing this week. Um, and so some people didn't get them. That kind of, I want to make sure we got all the addresses right and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you want to put your social security number, credit card. Um, uh, mother's maiden name that's fine no I'm kidding totally kidding but um but yeah just do that we love we want that information if we can I know some people are like oh no you're gonna send me a bunch of emails and all that junk that's not what it's gonna be. it's not you're not gonna be inundated with emails you're not gonna be um getting push notifications or anything like that you know from the email system now uh we do have an app we'd like you to download too so download that on your phone you can you can uh, go onto the website through there you can get prayer requests through there you can do all kinds of different things like that. So, um, by the way, uh, this is a devoted series, right? So we want to, um, uh, if you would, if you did not get one of these this week, oh, speaking of which, all seven weeks, if today's your first day and you are here like throughout the rest of this, the next six weeks, you're going to get to party with us, okay? So I want to make sure, so like, oh, give me that rollback. I want to, you know, because I missed last week. No, no, man, if it's your first day, cool. Very cool. Um, also, we are giving out Sharpies, and this is where the whole idea is like we're living a Sharpie life, meaning our, our faith and our walk and our devotion to God is not a dry erase kind of a faith. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a commitment, and then, well, you know, life got hard. Um, no, it's, it, so we want you to have this. A lot of people, the first service anyway, a lot of people pick one up, and I forgot to say, hey, here's, this is your present. You can keep it, and there were like Sharpies everywhere, when we left. So I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. So if you want to keep the Sharpie, please do, and this is a great reminder of um of what it means to have a have a sharpie life so just kind of keep that in mind 
couple of really cool opportunities that are coming up too that I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, we have a Kids City lunch today at Audra's house if you're interested. She's going to post her address and everything. If you're interested in like serving Kids City, I know like last week we were really short, that kind of thing. So she's asked that if we could have some folks uh, serve on that. But if you want to have lunch with her today, absolutely no commitment or anything like that. Um, you know, she's going to post on the uh, New City Church Facebook page her address. And we're going to eat and chow down and all that good stuff. So I'm excited about that, man, and, and excited what's going on in Kids City. We have a wonderful Kids City program if you are uh, interested in serving and wanting to know a little bit more about it. It's a great time to go meet with the director herself. So good stuff. Uh, also, we've got just, and this is the last announcement I'll give, um, we have two Surf Saturdays back-to-back. So we didn't have one yet this month. We're going to have, have one on this coming Saturday. And so this coming Saturday, what we're going to do is we're going to be partnering with Grace Baptist. Do you guys remember What If the Church we did? Like we partnered with Grace Baptist, and we also partnered with uh, a ministry in Kansas City, Missouri with Terry Glenn. Remember Terry Glenn? How great he's, you know, man, just awesome stuff. And so we, we're going to try to partner with uh, Grace Baptist, and we're also trying to get Terry Glenn and his crew to come help us paint over at Edgerton Elementary on Saturday. So I'll uh, be there at nine o'clock on, on Saturday morning. I have been assured they have everything. So people are going to say, what do I need to bring? Nothing. Bring you, bring your prayers, bring all that kind of stuff. Also, I, got, I, I was informed this morning there is a cops and bobbers for the kids at, uh, at the lake at Edgerton, at, at, at like, Manor, like uh, Martin Creek Park and that kind of thing. So, man, there's a place for the drop off the kids and all kinds of stuff if we want to help. So it's really going to be a, a neat, neat day. Um, the following Saturday, October 1st, we're going to be doing some work here. So we're going to be, if you notice, there's like no cabinets in the kitchen downstairs. And it's been that way for a little bit. And some kids hide in those cabinets. And, and kids city people freak out. And I'm like, man, I think it's funny. But um, no, but they, uh, but we're going to be uh, finishing those cabinets. We need people that will be willing to sand. So if we got like 80 people sanding and priming and paint, man, we'll be good. We should knock that out in a couple hours. So serve Saturday over at Edgerton Elementary this Saturday Serve Saturday, October 1st, the following Saturday, right here downstairs. Amen? All right, cool, cool. Well, good, uh, good morning, man. This is, uh, this is a neat thing. And one of the things I love about the different ways that we serve and the different ways we reach out and the different ways we do ministry like Kid City and do all those kinds of things is that, that it is a reflection of, of what the early church looked like if we're doing it the way they did it and not talking about necessarily like everybody moving into this property and everybody living in commune and I get to drive anybody's car that I want to because I just pick the nice ones anyway right yeah other little beaters will be like no I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take the Cadillac right that may be, you know, but that's not what it's about it's not about everybody just donating their stuff to everybody it's a matter of the heart right and so we're going to talk a little bit about that because last week we talked about the value of of you and what i love about the early church is one of one of the things we try to model is we try to model the same values that the early church had they had a value of you and we talked about that last week if you remember we whole total thing about you and family and city meaning it starts with you it starts with your abiding it starts with your remaining in in christ it starts with you being on your knees not on just on sunday morning but on on Monday morning when you got to start back into life, if you will, and, and it means being and remaining with him all the time, not just having a quiet time, but having uh, all the time with, with Jesus. We talked about that, with that, and you know, if you do that, and enough families start doing that, as a result of that, what happens to our city? Our city prospers, our city becomes a, uh, I mean, a, a revived nation, right, eventually. So that's what we're all ab- about, 
And we've been really stepping into this whole idea of abiding. And if you remember, man, I was wrought a couple weeks ago by the fact that I had been sort of slacking a little bit in my own life. And we have challenged us, we've challenged leadership to really be in the Word and we're holding one another accountable. And we're doing that for, I mean, for just for the sake of the kingdom. Because everything we do and and everything that the early church did uh, comes out of a heart that is remaining in the vine and you can start filling out your bulletins or filling out your app or whatever you want to do man i'm telling you it is like it is like how many times do we have a have a uh, try to do church stuff or try to do the christian walk or try to do something that i think jesus would like and we're not even talking to god like how many times well i think we ought to do that i think we ought to do this, and we're not even hearing from god guys hear from god first and let him guide us and direct us he's not going to tell you something necessarily different than he's going to tell me as far as the overall vision if he's god he's not going to say hey you guys as a church ought to go here and to another person hey you guys as a church ought to go here and have us fighting about that kind of stuff that doesn't make sense that's not who god is can i get an amen, amen. so here's the deal this week we're going to be talking about truth something that is very very man to my core is something very special now truth is a, is an interesting thing like like as the uh, as many people say in our society and they said it even in uh, in the society 2000 years ago when Jesus walked in this early church there was all this idea of like well is there such thing as absolute truth does that even apply to us today like like what's true for you is true for you what's true for you is true for 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 you and and as long as you guys as long as you guys sincerely believe what you believe and that kind of thing man it's okay right it's like it's a, they're both can be true but as the great rapper lecrae said what if my truth says your truth is a lie is it still true amen i mean two plus two sometimes just equals four i know it sounds really intolerant and i know sometimes in common core math it doesn't really add up like that i don't want to get into people like right this is like oh i touched on something hard i'm sorry about that let me back up a little bit but 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 it's in like it's just true right i mean we just know that right we understand that and see here's the thing that that let me let me get into the core passage of of this acts to uh early church and you know this keep in mind that the holy spirit had been poured out they 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 you know just did uh, amazing things and and they're filled with the holy spirit now and they've they've been witnesses to a risen christ and they there there's none of this like man i wonder if jesus ever existed or or man what if jesus was was like 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 fake or anything like that what if he was just a magician because you hear that kind of stuff now don't we like like you hear stuff today two thousand years ago and yet the eyewitnesses that were actually there were as verse 42 says they were they devoted themselves everybody say devoted oh shoot we got a seven week series called devoted that's cool um they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to to prayer everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need they so every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with and this is the most i mean this is where it comes with glad and sincere what Like, it's not a matter of externally doing stuff or externally looking like the early church. I don't want us to necessarily move into a commune. Frankly, let's be honest, cults can do that. 
and they don't honor God. What I want us to be exploring, what I want us to be looking at is do we have a heart like the early church had for one another and for God? Because the greatest commandment is to love God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. Remember that upper quadrant we talked about last week, right? We want to be, be there. See, they did this with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. See, these early Christians were living in, with, and for the truth. And I've got truth capitalized for a particular reason. We'll explore that here in just a second. But if you want to back up a little bit, it's like, what does this truth mean? What does it, what does it matter? That kind of thing. I mean, the, really, I mean, is it, is it that big of a deal in the Bible? Well, I would say it's probably the deal in the Bible. Uh, John 18, 36 through 38. And this is when Jesus had been beaten and mocked and all this, all this kind of stuff. And he had been put before a guy named Pilate. And he was being tried as a, like in this mock trial. And so Pilate's trying to figure out what... I can't figure out what to charge this guy with, right? And so impersonating a king or saying that you're a king is illegal at the time. And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. By now, but now my kingdom is from another place. And here's Pilate, oh, I got something on this guy. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, whoo, man, check this out, y'all, because, I mean, we're still trying to figure this out and still trying to ask this question of why Jesus came. What was his purpose? What, what's the reason Jesus came to the earth? Why did he die? Why did he heal? Why did he rise from the dead? And here he's saying in plain language, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world, what? He's telling us, right? He's telling us. The reason I came, the reason I was born, is to testify, say it with me, to the truth. Green, blue, red, or black? Green, I heard green, sorry. Testify to the truth. Right? Testify to the truth. And what does he say after that? Everyone on the side of truth listens to me in verse 38 Pilate says what is truth see they were battling this back back then right they were talking about this back what is truth what does that even mean and I want to explain some things in truth because there are some things that, 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 the, that the Bible talks about truth that, man, you have to, have to use a little math and everything. And I'm going to blow your minds with some, with some math here in a second. Now, some of you students are like, it's Sunday, I don't want to, right? But, but if you would, please just bear with me for just a second. Because, I mean, this, I might mean, want to get your calculators out if you got one of those, uh, you know, uh, calculus things or anything like that. Might want to get a protractor, I don't know. But, but, but here's what it says. Look at this one. If... A equals B, and B equals C, then A equals C. Oh, gosh, I know, I know, it's weird. All right, now hold on. Does A equal C if A equals B and B equals C? Is that correct? I got my math right. Because I'm not a math scholar. My mom was a math teacher, so she kind of ingrained some of this stuff in me. But I think we can reasonably deduce that A equals C if that's the case. So keep that in, in mind when we start talking about things like John 1. When it says, in the beginning was the what? The Word, right? 
In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was, everybody say it loudly. So the Word equals God, right? Can you guys see that okay? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, meaning it's the Creator, right? You guys are like, he's busting out the whiteboard two weeks in a row. This is nuts. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So the word equals God equals the creator. John 1.14, later on in that same passage, the word became what? Flesh. Right? What does that mean? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So the flesh equals the Son as well. Who's the flesh, by the way? Who's the Son? Oh, man, come on, say that name loudly and proudly. Come on, man, yes. So the Word is God. He's the Creator. He's the flesh. And He's the Son. He's Jesus, right? And so uh, John 8, 8, 31 through 36, to the Jews who had believed in Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching... You really are my what? Disciples. Right? And if you hold to my teaching, you're my disciples. Then you will know the truth. Right? Why are we disciple freaks? Right? We're disciples of of Jesus. And we want to disciple people who disciple people who disciple people. Not stick somebody in a Bible study and think we've discipled somebody. We want to teach people to disciple. Amen? I love Bible studies. Don't get me wrong. But that is sometimes where it ends. I, I met with a buddy of mine who says, man, I, I met for years. I met with the same people, same people, same people, same people. And, and when it ended, it just, it just sort of ended. And I'm like, well, well we've got to teach people. Like, like Jesus said to go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and teaching them to obey. It's the same, same message, right? We're ultimately obeying the truth. And I love, love Jesus for this. Then you will know the what? Truth? Right? And the truth will set you free. Free indeed. The truth sets you free. And they answered him, Well, we are Abraham's descendants. We have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Does that include us? Man. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it. Forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen. John 14. Thomas said to him, Lord, and he's telling him, I've got to go. I've got to, I'm going to be going. John's, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the life. Or the truth, right? And the life. And no one comes to the Father except... Wait a minute, that's intolerant. Wait, that's, a, that's, that's, that's not... That's pretty exclusive, don't you think? See, I don't know what... And, 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 and yet, the, the people will always say, like, it's wild, like, we don't know the way, he says... No one comes to the Father except me. No one is what Jesus said. No one. So what Jesus, man, I love this. Jesus said, hey, I, I am the narrow path. 
I'm the narrow path that leads to life. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. And few will find this narrow path, but I'm it. And I'm going to show you why it's so worth us to go down that path that's so, so less traveled. See, he says, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. So Jesus is also the father because he later says, I and the father are, are one. Philip says, show us the father. And that will be enough for us. Just give me a sign, God. Just Jesus, show us the Father. Like, I don't understand this. And Jesus says, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen the Father has seen me. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? So he just says, he says, I'm it. I'm him. I'm the Father. I'm the truth. I'm the way. I'm the Son. I'm the, I'm the Word that came in the flesh. I am God. All of it. Amen? Man, give Jesus a hand for that, right? Like, he just, he just says this, man. Jesus equals God. And even in John 17, 17, he's, he's like realizing his time on earth is about done. He starts praying to the Father, and he says, Father, sanctify them by your, what? Your truth. Your, your word. His truth. Over and over and over. It points to the word being truth. Jesus being truth, God being truth, the life, the way, the word, they're interchangeable in Scripture. So we should never, like if somebody says, hey, what is truth? We can say, uh, the question needs to be, who is truth? Because the truth is a person, that person is Jesus. Amen? See, some of us struggle. And here's where I want us to challenge, because what you're saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, Casey, man, uh, what about the Bible, all the errors that's got in it and stuff, right? Like, like, what about all the, 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 er, the errors over time? They've copied over copies, over copies, over copies, over time and stuff like that. Well, I heard that Jesus never even existed. Man, I heard all kinds of stuff like that. Like, like they, I heard that the disciples stole the body so they could make it look like they were. Man, listen. See, some of us struggle with truly trusting the Scripture. Completely surrendering God, surrendering to God. And we have doubts. And I want to tell you right now, it's okay. It's, it's okay. But I want you to understand it's not okay to stay there. It's not okay to explore this. Like, like the bottom line, many of us question if the Bible and God is, is truth. And, and, and for years, starting about 15 years ago, we've got a lot of new faces. You haven't, you haven't really heard this before. Some of you have, but maybe uh, help you understand why this is such a passionate thing for me. Because about 15 years ago, I would, had been called a Christian. I had been baptized by submersion, the way Jesus said to be baptized, right? The way Jesus was. All those different things, man. I'm like, I'm like I, I started struggling with, I had read the Bible all the way through. I thought I was really cool for doing that, right? I learned some things, and it was, it, was, it, was, it was great to learn those things. But I started going, am I wasting my time? Is this just a ridiculous waste of time? Because I'm hearing all kinds of things. Like, well, the Bible's really not. It's got a lot of errors in it. You know, now, nobody could ever tell me what those errors are, especially my buddies were like, you know the Bible's got a bunch of errors in it, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, everybody knows that, right? But they could never tell me, right? You know, like, I never even thought of it. Well, which ones are they? And they go, right? Because nobody knows. And I'm going to tell you here, man, this is what I, what I went through and what I discovered. Man, I, I basically put myself through about a two-year process of, of understanding. Not, 
man, I'm like, if God is truly who God, who people say God is, like God is love and he loves you and he wants to see the best for you. And I hear these things. I'm thinking that God's not some maniac who says, hey, you guys figure this out. I'm God. I don't got to explain nothing to you. He deserves to say that, but he doesn't. Man, he actually lays it out for us really easy. So what I did was for about two years, I studied things like uh, Islam. Now, I didn't study what Islam believes. I, I, I just wanted to find out whether or not there was any evidence of God in Islam. There's a picture of some people that are, that are praying. And I, I, I just, I'm like, is there any evidence for this? Is there any supernatural evidence that, of God in Islam? And, and I, I explored the, and I wasn't even trying to find out what, the, I didn't care. I didn't care what Mormons believe or why they rode, you know, bikes and stuff like that all the time and, and, and did these two. I didn't care why they did it. I didn't care what they believed. I didn't care the differences between Christians and Mormons and Islam. I didn't care. I wanted to find out, is there any evidence of God in it? Because if God's real, he's going to show us, Right? Oh, and all these new age folks. Man, I love this picture of the new age kind of things like, yes, right? No evidence there either. No evidence for Islam. Not supernatural evidence. Oh, they've been around a long time, yeah. There are people who say, well, you know, this religion predates Christianity. I don't care. Does it have any God evidence in it? Right? Oh, these progressive Christian churches, you know. You got all these folks that are going to coexist, right? Right? Uh, you see these on bumper stickers, right? I mean, this is like one of those things where it's funny because, um, you know, Jesus says, what do he say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the coexist folks like to say, well, I think we all are going to go to heaven, right? And I'm just here to tell you, we have a parking team. Um, if you know, Some of you are like, oh, crap, I got one of those on my car, man. I got to go move it. <laughs> Here's the deal. If you have one in the parking lot, all right, we have a parking team that's going to scrape yours off and cover it with this. All right. Is that cool? Is that, is that right? All right, cool. We're there. You think I'm kidding. <laughs> Somebody's going to ride out for that. I love to fart. <laughs> I'm like, they had a po- No, they didn't have a coexist, man. We really going to do that. Ah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Oh, I wish I had a green Sharpie. I would have given this away. This actually belongs to Mitch Cunningham, and it wound up on my truck one day. So I had no idea. So I'm like, hey, honk if you love to fart, right? So whatever. You got Scientology, right? I mean, like, like all these celebrities. I almost put a picture of Tom Cruise and Top Gun, right? Uh, you know, then you've got uh, you know, Unitarian Universalism, right? Like, the, like anybody has seen this Babylon Bee thing? They said this is the new Unitarian Universalist. Like, whatever you want to believe is okay. Like, I love that. Look at the candle next to it. It kind of looks like the candle, right? <laughs> I don't care. As long as you're sincere, right? If you're a Buddhist and you want to come in and teach Christian stuff, it's cool. I drove by a church in, on Westport. It had Hindu scripture on the front. It had some, I'm like, at some point, I'm going to drive by. It's going to say, Ronald McDonald says. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> That's kind of why they misuse the message version. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. Some people are like, I got the message version too. Wicca. I mean, it doesn't, like, is there evidence of God in any of this stuff? And what I, what I found out, man, when I, when I finally got to Christianity, because I had been a Christian for a while, I'm like, okay, I got to look at all these different things. 
And, and I hear people say things like, well, you know, well, Jesus didn't really I- exist, right? Like, like he didn't even walk the earth. He's a myth, and he's, he's taken from traditional mythology from thousands of years prior to and all this kind of stuff, and they make up things like that. And yet, guys like first century Roman uh, historian Tacitus, uh, first century Jewish historian Josephus, uh, first through third uh, historians like uh, Mara Bar Serapion, Pliny the Younger, Suetonius, all these guys wrote about Jesus, wrote about the, the Christians, of the, these crazy Christians. They didn't know what to do with them, right? But it doesn't make any sense to say that, that he didn't exist. Come on, man. At some point, we got to like, yeah, but I never saw Abraham Lincoln speak either. How do I know? Like there are people, honestly, today, honestly, like from a historical standpoint, are saying 9-11 never happened. I wasn't there to see it. It's just all a government ruse. It's a conspiracy, right? Come on, man. At some point, you got to say, you know, the facts are the facts. We saw what happened. And these early Christians saw a risen Jesus. That's why they were so absolutely freaked out and sold out because of that's why they had a heart for God and a heart for one another. Like we're in this together, right? Man, I hear people say things like, well, you know, you, you can't trust the Scriptures today because, you know, there are copies of copies of copies of copies. And what we find out is when you actually look at the Scriptures and you look at things like the archaeological evidence that there are 25 different 25,000 different fragments of of the New Testament spread throughout the the Roman Empire. And when they compiled them, they were able to find 5,000, 5,500 to be exact, complete New Testaments that they were able to put together. And when they analyzed those, those, all those, all across, hundreds of miles apart, across great bodies of waters, in different countries, in different continents even, they said that there was an accuracy of 99.8% exactly the same across the board and that 0.2 percent difference are things like misspelled words and cultural nuances but the meaning and the intent of all the passages throughout the roman empire were exactly the same 100 percent. meaning what we're reading are translations from the originals come on man come on caesar's history of the gallic word 70 something copies or whatever mistakes all through them homer's iliad 600 some odd copies they found Mistakes, differences all through them. Nobody says, well, I wonder if we're reading the original Homer's Iliad right now. No, come on, man. And at some point, we've got to trust this. Like, God miraculously preserved this for us. And see, man, I can't even write this crazy number, man, without even crying. Because what happened to me is that somebody sent, when I'm going through this two-year exploring i'm like i gotta find out if there's god in this if there's evidence of god in this that 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 the old testament right there's there's a difference between the old testament and the new testament old testament is prior to jesus coming to earth new testament is during and after and all that kind of stuff and what happens to the church and paul's letters to the church and how we're supposed to do church and that kind of thing there's such power in that but the old testament 360 some odd times depending on who you talk to between 300 and 360 times said this is what the Messiah, the anointed one, is going to look like. Like, 
like I started studying, this guy sent me an analysis of, of just 17 prophecies coming true. Like 17 prophecies coming true by mere chance, by one person. Like a, like a prediction of where he would be born. Like, like things like he would be born in Bethlehem. Things like he, his hands and feet would be pierced. Things like he would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. Things like he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Things like the deaf would hear, the lame would walk, the blind would see, the, the, the mute would speak. The, re- the dead would even be raised. Things like he would be born of a virgin. Things like over and over and over. This is what he's going to look like. Hundreds, thousands of years prior to him ever coming. This is what he's going to be. Look for him. Look for him. Look for him. That's 300 prophecies. 300 to 360 prophecies, depending on how you count them. Because some of them are the, kind of the same. One person may say the same thing as this person. He's born in Bethlehem. Born in, okay, yeah, so that's really the same one. So it depends on how you count it. And when I saw something, I saw a guy named Grant Jeffrey who's been dead for a few years now. I don't want to erase any of this, but, but ultimately it's all truth, so I'll keep the truth, okay? I saw something. And he said, there is, you guys understand likelihood, like if the chance of this happening and this happening and this happening and this happening and this happening is a whole lot less of a chance than just this one thing happening, right? And he said, when you analyze just 17 prophecies from the Old Testament, and again, exact prophecies, I'm not talking about like Nostradamus prophecies where he's 92% of the time wrong and when he's right it's things like oh there's going to be a war on the western hemisphere somewhere. Everybody goes whoa, he said Hitler. Well he's talking about a river but he's really, it could have been Hitler. Come on man. Like, like these are specific things that were predicted in the Old Testament that came true through Jesus. Screaming I'm the truth. Showing you I'm the truth. And the likelihood of that happening Look, just watch this, man. I don't even know. I, like first, first service, first service. I just choked up, man. Because every time I see this number, this ratio, the likelihood of seventeen prophecies coming true—that's only five percent of all the prophecies, folks. That discounts ninety-five percent of every prophecy that's in the Old Testament coming true. Just five percent of those prophecies coming true by mere chance. Oh, there's more. I ain't done. I ain't done. Come on. Come on. It's it's four hundred. It's a one chance. In 480 billion, billion, trillion, that Jesus fulfilled 17 prophecies by mere chance. I had somebody say, well, you know, what if he overstated that and that kind of thing? I'm like, well, if he overstated it by 99.9% and we redid the numbers, would you be okay with that? And he said, sure. Like, all right, there you go. It's just one one chance in 480 billion, 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 right? So here's the deal. There is, don't be that dumb and dumber guy. 
Lloyd Christmas who said, so you're telling me there's a chance, right? You ain't getting with Mary Swanson, all right? Or Mary Samson, I, that is the greatest movie that's ever been made, by the way, you know that. <laughs> it's a scientific fact, I've studied it. Come on. I don't, ha- I don't have a Blu-ray, I keep telling you. But listen, <laughs> you got it. All right, Goonie party s- soon. Here's the deal. Jesus fulfilled them. Like, he fulfilled all of them. It is, it is absolute, I mean, without a doubt, impossible for Jesus not to be God. For Jesus not to be who he said he was. And when he said, I'm the truth, I'm the way, I'm the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, he's the only one in history, a lot of people made that claim, but the only one in history to have the resume to back it up. And if to say, if that's not enough, he rose from the dead to prove them all. There's no doubt. Because for some of us, we need to like submit to him for the first time ever. Like, I, I, I didn't know, right? Like some of us need to know Jesus and make that decision today. Don't take that chance, man. That's a risky, risky venture to go out. I mean, I'm not a hellfire and damnation guy, but I will tell you, Jesus has shown himself to be true. And if somebody goes to hell, it's their own fault. But we get to go to heaven if we know him. That's the great news. That's the good news. Amen? We get to. That's why it's good news. And it's not just news that we just have to have a blind faith. Yeah, there are things we can't see that we got to have faith. I get that. Man, but ultimately, he has screamed at us for thousands of years. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm here. Believe. It's true. And you can get into the occult. You can get into all kinds of different things, man. And you can jack your life up and everything like that. But this is the only belief system, our Old and New Testament, that God has proven himself for, for centuries, for millennia. And he said, I'm here. I'm real. Believe. Trust. Remain. Amen? Father, we love you. Man alive. Thank you for being the kind of God that didn't just leave your children hanging to fend for themselves. You didn't arm your warriors with weapons that, that don't work. God, you are an incredible, wonderful God that didn't have to prove anything to us. We don't deserve any of your proof. I mean, let's be honest. But God, you love us that much that you, you say, kids, I'm here. Submit. Love me. You don't have to. You get to, and I'll show you, man, for my glory, the evidence that, that beyond any reasonable doubt I'm real. God, I thank you personally for knocking my socks off with that stupid little number and flipping me from a Christian to a follower. Flipping me from somebody who went to church who decided to try to be the church the best he can. God, I pray that for all of us. That we love you with everything we have. 
and we love one another with, every, with everything we have. God, that it's the same. It is in your son's amazing and beautiful and proven name. All God's people said in the house. Amen. 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 Thank you.